Oh, there is plenty to talk about today on NBL Now. We start with the Perth Wildcats. What does it all look like as we lead into Saturday? They are a team under pressure right now. The New Zealand Breakers looking for an import centre. The big question, will they actually find one in time before Zion Chetham returns? Adam Ford thinks Patrick Miller should be in the MVP conversation. And Aaron Baines returns to Brisbane on Thursday night. That's all coming up on NBL Now. It is November the 1st, can you believe it? We are a quarter of the way through the NBL 24 season. It's been intense so far. I'm Jack Heverin, alongside Derek Rucker, as always on a Wednesday. Ruck, great to see you. And gee, there's a team under pressure like no other right now in the first Wildcats. You know, we're so accustomed to greatness from them and stability and just a real professional tone in that organization for 30 plus years. So to see this level of losing, and then dysfunction that is accompanying that losing is quite startling. And obviously, it's raising the attention of a lot of people around the country. And also, Jack, is great, great media fodder. <laughs> yeah, that it is. Um, I want to take you back to Monday, if we can, because we haven't had your thoughts as yet on Craig Hutchison, the owner of the Sports Entertainment Network, who owned the Perth Wildcats. Very supportive of John really says that he's our coach and asked the Red Army for patience. Well, what did you think of those comments on Monday? Well, it was something that had to be done. And anytime something almost feels obligatory, it's almost like it loses some sense of authenticity. And we know anytime a board comes out with some type of public show of support, it means they're considering a change. Now, I really hope that John really is allowed to get through this season and show what he can do because everyone out there is to blame. There is responsibility right across the board. Danny Mills needs to take responsibility. John really needs to. The players, everyone is sharing in this losing. And look, this is twice now in successive weeks we've had a prominent person from that organization making a public statement. And like team meetings, I find that they are terribly worrisome. Olin Yulich reported this morning uh, on ESPN that there was an exchange between Jordan Usher and Bryce Cotton. The details and exactly what was said word for word, we, we don't have full clarity on, but um, the exchange is an interesting one because this Perth team has always been Bryce's team. And we know that Jordan Usher is a volatile character. He's high emotion, so it doesn't surprise me that he came out and may have had a go at Bryce during a game. Perhaps, Jack, it was to stimulate Bryce. I don't know the method of delivery. I've heard different stories, but I don't think any of us have the factual information. But the bottom line is, I think Usher needs to focus internally and get himself going, play better basketball, and I think that will help Bryce become a better player as all. Well. And also, Jack, Bryce needs to knock down some shots. That's the bottom line. He's a shot maker, and we need to see him do that better than he has thus far this season. Last one on Perth for this morning. Andrew Bogut on his Rogue Bogues podcast yesterday, I thought made a really good point that the Wildcats have always gone about putting the jigsaw pieces together to make the puzzle, and they haven't always been the flashiest player or the, the highest paid player, but it all comes together to make a really nice jigsaw puzzle where he feels at the moment Perth have gone away for that and they're just basically spending the money on the best free agent every season and, and trying to get them to work together. Do you agree? To a certain extent. And I also know that Andrew's 
perspective is biased and that they always love to give it to the Wildcats anytime. They- but look here, I do think that they lack some role players. And Jack, we did a game, uh, Sydney versus Perth, where I called for guys like Hiram Harris to get more court time. I think Michael Harris and Henschel, some of those guys, I think, would be more sacrificial in their stance in trying to help the team win. I'm not knocking the players that are getting minutes now, but perhaps more of a mix and getting more of that Perth ethos into their playing style and a bit more grind. Because look, when Trevor Gleason won all those championships with Bryce Cotton, it was not beautiful basketball. They ground you down. They hit the offensive glass. They worked their offense. It was much. It was a much different style of play than, say, what we witnessed from the Sydney Kings over the past two seasons. I'm going to be there on Saturday night. My first time at RAC Arena. I'll be there alongside Trev and Damian Martin and Adelie Maley. Oh, it's a fascinating time to go there for the first time. Hey, let's go to the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, Owen Ewich reported on NBL Overtime last night that the Breakers are looking for an import centre to cover the loss of Zylan Cheatham. I guess the big question, Ruck, like we're in November now. The timing is not ideal when you're going overseas to do your shopping, is it? Well, I had Liam Santa Maria, our brilliant uh, colleague, on my podcast yesterday, and he enlightened me to the fact of how hard it is at this period right now to find quality import players. And not only quality import players, one that suit what exactly you're looking for with your team. And I wasn't aware of that, so it was really educational. So I understand the problem New Zealand may be having. I thought that they could go out no problem and find a guy. But it is difficult, and I'm sure guys come at a serious price right now also as they are awaiting perhaps opportunities to get into the NBA at this point. I think they got to find somebody, Jack. I don't care if it's positional. I don't care if it's based on need. I just think they need to take the best player possible. Even if it's a guard, I don't care. Melbourne United are getting away with having high-quality guards. So I just think they need help to bolster that whole lineup until Cheatham is ready to come back. Has Mango Mathiang been disappointing in your eyes? 100%. And there may be some institutional karma going on here, Jack, because... I was really shocked at the way the the Breakers treated Derek Pardon last offseason after I thought he was one of the best big men in the competition. They didn't pursue him. And they almost publicly stated that they felt Mango was a better basketball player. And he, he may be, he may not be. But don't knock the guy that helped get you to the championship series and very close to winning a championship. And I just... That didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with Barry Brown Jr. And I think they lost some key pieces of fiber in that championship contending team from last season that now Modi Mayor is trying to hurriedly get back together. Ken Stipans had a great win over Sydney on the weekend, really showed their, their fortitude and what they're made of. Adam Ford is of the firm belief, and he spoke to to local news publications in far north Queensland, that while we're talking about MVPs after round five, Patrick Miller should be in that conversation. He should. Outstanding point guard, pretty good defender, uh, and we all love his arms. But (laughs) the only thing that he can't do right now, and Andrew Gates pointed this out 
a lot on our telecast was he's not shooting the ball well from the three. He's only at about 25%, but he's doing so many other things well, Jack, that I don't think that should uh, lessen his chances of, of being in the MVP conversation. But right now, the MVP is Mitch Creek, I believe. You look at his number. Yeah, he's 17 points a game, seven rebounds a game. He's 54% from the field, 48% from the three. And his team is five and three, sitting in second place. And it's tough with Melbourne United, right? Because they, they're doing it collectively. Chris Golding's playing really well. I have him in that conversation as well. Uh, Bull Qual, I think, is, is starting to make a run as Patrick Miller's teammate. And, of course, Nathan Sobey leading Brisbane's recent resurgence in, a couple, in the past couple of games, and he's playing at an all-time best. So I think those guys are right around the hunt, and you can't leave out the prospect. If Perth get it going, it's going to be on the back of Bryce Cotton. So look for him coming down the straight late. Speaking of Mitch Creek and speaking of Nathan Sobey, they will play each other tomorrow night at Nissan Arena. You're going to be there courtside for this one. This this is all of a sudden has become a very, very big game. I think if we saw this in the fixture maybe two or three weeks ago, it would be a good game. But all of a sudden, this has become a really big game for both teams. That's so true. Brisbane were 2-4 headed to Perth. I think 95% of pundits would have picked Perth in that game. They pull off the upset, then come back here for Tasmania. And I bet you 95% of pundits would have said Brisbane are satisfied getting the one victory in Perth. This is Tazzy's game. Well, they shock everybody. Now they're 4-4, four and four, sitting in a nice position on the ladder. Jack, I feel like I feel like this game isn't as big for Brisbane. They don't need to get this one. I feel like standings-wise, they're ahead of where they were expected to be. I think it's more important that Southeast Melbourne come in here and establish themselves as a really solid playoff team that can win on the road. Now, if Brisbane get this one, Jack, it is massive because that puts them equal second with Southeast Melbourne at five and four, and then they go down to Tasmania for a game over the weekend. So it's really intriguing, and it's amazing what a couple of wins can do for the spirit of not only players, but a franchise. The whole feeling in that venue and that organization has done a complete 180 since last year. Aaron Baines is back from his five-game suspension. Does he start or does he come off the bench? Man, I've been thinking about this one. It's confusing. I think given who he is, his character structure, his importance to the league, you've got to put him back in the starting lineup. And And realistically, if this team is to make a deep run, it's going to be because of Baines giving quality minutes as a starter. Harrison looked better last weekend. Slot him back in. And again, I'm not going to argue with Justin Truler because he's got the team in a really good position. But man, I would love to see Rocco get more minutes. I haven't seen him do anything wrong yet, Jack. But I understand the slow process of bringing him through. But, you know, that kid is really charismatic as a player. Rock, it's going to be a great round, this one. Indigenous round. It starts on Thursday night, as we mentioned, with Brisbane and Southeast Melbourne. I will see you on Sunday at Kudos Bank Arena. Looking forward to that one as well. Of course. Always a pleasure to work with you, Jack. Thanks for being with us. We are back tomorrow on NBL Now.